0: Hello, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. Don't
1: (laughs) kill me, please.
2: We love Craig in this chat.
1: Yeah, exactly. In this chat, we respect Craig.
3: We have a healthy respect of Craig.
1: We hugely respect Craig.
3: Did Craig always have this profile
1: picture? Craig's always had that profile picture. I don't like that. (laughs) I love everything about Craig.
0: Also, I kind of want to open the podcast just by somebody saying, what the fuck again? (laughs)
1: what the fuck (laughs) okay so hello welcome to mal was a mensch a podcast where we allegedly review beer i'm nathan my pronouns are he him
3: uh i'm elliot uh my pronouns are they them hello i'm Cass. my pronouns are she they
0: hi i'm michael (laughs) uh i'm new and my pronouns are he him
1: hi i'm abigail and my pronouns are she they And this week, we're reviewing Modelo Especial, a golden, full-flavored Pilsner-style lager with a clean, crisp finish, as suggested by Cass. Hell yeah. Thank you, Cass.
0: Did Cass suggest it? I thought that it was just because Elliot wanted to just pick something that was already in their their house.
1: Well, first of all, how would you
3: know? Because you just
1: joined today. Second of all...
3: (laughs) What on earth are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Second of all, uh, Elliot picked um, Fat Tire.
3: This is Cass's pick. Yeah, Lodello has a special place in my.
1: I hear
2: cans cracking open. Are we trying it or are we still talking?
1: I'm not sure. Um, Let's well, let's just try it. Let's just let's do that right now. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll try it on three, or on, on on one. So three, two, one.
2: That is a beer I'm gonna drink a pint of. So anyway, Cass, you were saying about it having a special
1: spot in your heart.
4: Yeah, I used to uh party with this beer.
1: Oh. This was your party beer. Yeah, this is my party beer. That's like a classy choice for a party beer, I feel.
3: You party with beers, lol. I, I drink many of these like floating in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's actually I'm pretty baller.
1: <laughs> okay, is it like an actual pool though, or is it like a kiddie pool? Because like it's <laughs> either one, like a kiddie pool in a living room with a bunch of Modellos in it.
4: With my other friend group, we used to like go out and um into their. They had this pool in their backyard. Oh, it was oh, it's an apartment complex.
1: You guys are in the pool drinking Modelo's. Not the pool is full of Modelo's.
4: Well, the pool the. I mean, there were floating cans of Modelo's
1: because we were all really drunk and
4: like
2: dropping shit everywhere. But yes, right, right. So like
4: half of the taste memory I have of Modelo is like chlorine.
2: Mm. What if this summer we get a baby pool, and we all sit in the baby pool with Modelos?
1: I'd like that. What is a baby pool? It's like a kiddie pool, but like even like one of those plastic
0: ones that you just fill up with yeah. water with from a hose.
1: Yeah, like a
4: small pan.
1: Basically. L- larger than that. Okay, concept though. We fill it up also with Modelo from Modelo cans. And then we have the Modelos floating in the Modelo.
3: Uh,
1: with us floating in the Modelo too. If you
2: want to spend that much money on Modelo, you are welcome to. I will not be contributing to that part.
1: You're not going to contribute to that? I think that this is a worthy cause. I would contribute to that.
2: I'm not saying it's not a worthy cause. I'm just saying... The amount of money in my bank account says I should not be pouring beers into a kiddie pool.
1: Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what the funny thing about Modelo is? Mm -hmm. The Modelo Brewery that makes this. They also make Corona and they also make Pacifico. And those are like the three most popular beers in the US that are all from Mexico. And I just think that that's really funny because up until I learned that fact on like Tuesday, I thought that Modelo and Corona were like major competitors. And I was like, oh wow, you know, we're drinking Modelo instead of Corona, which I usually drink, but the money's all going to the same place. So it doesn't matter.
4: Wow. Who is the company?
1: Capitalism. Capitalism is the company. Yeah, it's, uh, no, the, the, well, the <laughs> company is capitalism, that's true. Oh, okay. Uh, it's Cerverz, uh, I, I, I serve can't, a, <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to pronounce words that aren't in Russian. Well, there's,
4: there's only one R. I'll give you a hint.
1: Well, that's a good point. Um, that didn't stop me from pronouncing it how I was going to pronounce it. Um, I also really like the gold leaf on the Modelo bottles, you know, that that that's like an, uh, a little touch of sophistication here. Yeah, you don't get that with the can. I don't
2: have a gold leaf on, yeah, the giant pint
1: can.
3: The giant
2: pint
1: can. I got the, the little chubby bottles.
3: Yeah, me too. My friend, one of my friends told me, oh, you should drink a lime with the Modelo. And um, I was going to get a lime yesterday when I went to the grocery store but I forgot, Uh, and yeah, tastes bad.
2: Great story. (laughs) We're
0: not
1: there yet. We're not there yet. We'll we'll get to how awful it tastes. We'll we'll loop back around to, you know, Modelo and whether or not it tastes good.
2: And, you know, our opinions might have changed once I'm halfway through this huge pint of Modelo (laughs) once again.
1: Well that's the thing about like these tiny bottles is that I feel like I'm already most of the way through this first one. So How big is your
3: bottle? Twelve ounces.
1: These twelve ounce bottles are like half as tall as regular beer bottles.
4: Oh.
3: What? I'm gonna need a picture.
1: But they're just wider. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. They're chubby. Yeah. They're you know, drinking out of their chubs. Yeah, my little half chub.
3: I hate both so much.
1: Why do you hate us?
3: Um, I don't know, but I feel like I have to play the straight man in this friend group. Are you the straight man in this friend group? That sounds a little ironic. <laughs> I mean, this is what you people do to me.
1: Damn, we turn you straight? Yes. Christ, what have we done? I'm
2: so sorry, Elliot. I did not mean for any of this to happen.
3: It's not your fault, Abby. Well, I guess
1: <laughs> I think you just said it was. <laughs> yeah,
3: it is a little bit your fault, huh?
1: It's mainly my fault though.
3: It's a lot your fault. Yep, A lot Nathan's fault.
1: <laughs> oh wait, by the way, Abby. Yeah. You're looking really
0: cool, cu- really cool today.
3: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they live together.
0: <laughs> Hold on, did I did I tell you why I started doing that? Why did you start doing that? We were having a conversation uh, I don't know. Abby was like, I don't know. I just want like, I don't know what, how this got to this point, but it's just like, I was like, do you want me to just call you cool every single day? And she was like, yes, I need constant validation. And I was like, all right, I'll do that
2: thing. I'm a needy fucking
1: bitch. (laughs) Abby, you're looking pretty cool today.
2: Thank you. So
0: I've made it my effort to uh, just tell Abby she's very cool every single day. That's
4: so cute. I'm gonna cry.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. This is what friendship looks like.
1: <laughs> so we officially dropped on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Cool. Um, that's crazy that you know, this is an actual thing. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was registering us for like the RSS feed and putting us on Spotify, it asked me to put in an author. and so. At first, I did all of our names, but that was really long and it didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. But we hadn't really thought of a catchy name, so I just put in The Gang. And when I, when I did it, it was an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference, but not really because it's not like we're anything like that group. It's just because I like that show. Um, but then I thought about it for a little while. And historically, the successors to Chairman Mao were going to be The Gang of Four. And there were four of us, all right? And, you know, I think that also the four of them had some pretty interesting relations to, like, the four of us. Um, Like, one of them was a literary critic. You know, that's Elliot always going on about Rorschach right there. I hate (laughs) But now there are five of us. So I'm wondering if that makes Mike Deng Xiaoping and if it was a mistake to bring him on here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm like the I'm like the the Green Ranger being added to the group. afterwards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Ding Jae Ping.
0: <laughs> like I'm that
2: guy. I think this
4: is perfect, because now between the five of us, there are at least four brains. Hey, uh,
2: I don't know about that. that <laughs> Maybe Overestimating.
1: I think that between the five of us now, there's probably like two brains at the very
3: least three two and a half
1: actually i got a lot of pushback because i was telling well not a lot of pushback but courtney was like isn't five people too many and i said no no five is fine after all like the h3 podcast which is a very popular podcast hosted by a youtuber named ethan klein that has like five hosts so there's no reason why we can't have five hosts just saying
2: I mean, I I w- was happy to have Mike aboard with us.
1: Exactly. You know, it's not about how it's not about the quali- quantity of hosts. It's about the quality of the hosts. We're well, five high quality hosts.
3: Are we? Sure. sure. I was kind of in the
0: when you said qu- the quality is what mattered. I'm like, okay, so you, so you still don't want me?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if we just uh,
1: let Craig have the show? Well, Craig only says one thing, as far as I know. I don't know if there are other commands to make Craig say more things. What are Craig's pronouns? Has anybody ever asked Craig? By the way, Craig is the program that we're using to record this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Craig is a Discord bot, to be clear. Yeah, do robots have pronouns?
1: You know, that is a hotly
2: uh, debated topic. Who hotly debates that topic? Maybe not hotly debated, but there's—I know there's been a lot of uh, talk in the grammar world about having pronouns for machines since they fall in a weird area where they're not really people, but they're sort of people. Not sort of people, but they have like—they they have programs. They can think about some small things. So
1: they also tend to get gender coded too. So yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, people fucking use she for boats and shit all the time, so I don't see why bots can't have pronouns.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't really see what the problem would be. I mean, I know why certain groups of people would have a problem with that, like the moment you bring up anything and pronouns, but I don't see what the big deal would be. Well, what should we call Craig, then?
3: Should we use um, they, them, because Craig uh, can't Let's just you know.
2: use then. yeah, yeah. then. Right. Craig is officially added to the gang too, I think. So we yeah. have six hosts.
1: We have six hosts? All right, I'm going to have to start cutting some of you people. <laughs> I just got here.
0: I'm not leaving just yet. I'm not
2: ready. I think Craig's the most high quality host, host we have.
0: Yeah, Craig can't go. Is that, he's at the top of the Discord call.
3: Yeah, he's the MVP. I mean, literally, because we wouldn't be able to record this podcast without Craig.
1: Have you guys heard about the whole Brood X thing that's supposed to be coming? Oh, I'm so excited. What is this? Cicadas. All the fucking cicadas that are about to swarm on the East Coast. Or I guess it it might actually only be the Southeast. I don't know how far north it goes. But there's supposed to be a lot of cicadas. They're part of a group called Brood X. I remember when it happened last time.
4: They're millennials?
1: Yeah. Um, I remember when it happened last time. uh, I was in elementary school, and they were everywhere. And you could find, like, the cicada exoskeletons everywhere. And this is such, like, a DC-area kid thing. But um, there was a rumor going around my elementary school that the government was looking for blue-eyed cicadas, and if you captured (laughs) one and brought it to the Pentagon, they'd give you a million dollars.
0: Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Did you find one? No, I didn't. So that could still be true. It could. I mean, I have a whole summer to try and find a blue-eyed <laughs> cicada and bring it to the Pentagon for a million dollars.
2: I'm really excited. I love cicadas. I'm. I will be sleeping with my window open a lot. I think.
1: So the cicadas can go inside your house.
3: Yeah, we have we have <laughs> uh, nettings. I don't think I don't think North Carolina is getting brood ten.
1: Are we
2: not?
3: It doesn't look like it. I'm looking at the um, Cicada Brood's map.
2: All right, well, never mind. I'm gonna off myself.
1: No way, you guys definitely should, right? That'd be crazy. I thought it was all up and down the East Coast, except for, like, Florida.
3: Are we getting, like, the normal wave of cicadas?
1: Is there a normal wave of
3: cicadas? Yeah, I mean, there's annual cicadas, I'm pretty sure. I would assume so. I'm no cicada
4: expert, but, uh, you know, we get cicadas. They are a a natural... um, native species
1: i thought that they weren't that far north because um courtney who's from new hampshire she had she had no idea what i was talking about and so i said you know every 17 years or so all the cicadas come out for the big fuck
3: (laughs) it looks like they're mostly in maryland and some in tennessee
1: I guess that makes sense as to why I when last time this happened, I was in the thick of it and you couldn't like open up your mouth if I was cicada flying in. All right. Well, all right, is that where they're gonna be this time? Yeah. I mean the Washington Post had a whole thing about it. So that's how I was all right.
2: um all right. Well, you know, after this podcast, I will see you in about four to five hours, Nathan.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, they don't start until like um May. So just Okay, okay. Just just let me know. Just start walking. Yeah, yeah, if you start walking now. Alright. I, I know I won't miss them if I'm walking, so I think that's a good idea. Exactly. Somewhere along the way, you will have to deal with the cicadas.
4: Is anybody feeling this beer yet?
1: A little bit. Is anybody feeling the beer yet? Are
3: you feeling it? Absolutely not.
1: You're feeling the one Modelo? Wait, how many have you drank?
4: Oh, sorry. No. Okay, first of all, yes, I will probably be feeling it after one Modelo, but I guess that whole question makes no sense because you people have such great tolerance to beer.
1: I
0: I don't. <laughs> I should probably mention that I am also the token beer hater. Yeah,
1: we have two now. Isn't this a great beer podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love Elliot's tier list. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Elliot tier list is amazing.
3: You're welcome. Thank you. I'm just going to drink the rest of this. I'll be right back. God. Although I'm not actually leaving. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) chugging. Chuck, Chuck,
2: Chuck, Chuck.
3: You are so brave.
2: Cass is so brave. I think we should all take a moment to appreciate Cass.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cass is the backbone of this podcast.
2: This is the backbone of my life.
1: Wow, that's
4: really unexpected. Is it? Well, no, we all randomly do this kind of thing all the time.
0: (laughs) Because we love each other and we want to support each other. So shut up and just have it. (laughs) All right, I'll shut up and take
3: it. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Does anybody want to hear this week in a leftist drama? Yes. Yeah, just give it to me. Okay, do you want to hear about, like... What's going on in the world of tanks and ultras? Or do you want to hear about what's going on in the more mainstream left? Because there's two two things I could talk about here.
3: I want to hear the weird shit. Yeah, I want to hear the weird shit.
1: Well... Okay. So what's going on in the world of weird shit? Um, this argument's been going on all week, and I guess it's a pretty good question to pose to this group. Can members of the proletariat in the imperial core, so in Europe and in the US and Australia, do they benefit from the imperialism that those countries perform? I mean, I say yes. This has been a huge debate.
2: Uh I mean I think that's a complicated question. Because I definitely think they, I definitely think they do for at least a period. But then, as we see over and over, as the imperial Corps moves, those tactics are moved back home. So I, I definitely, I definitely think yes. But like at the same time, then World War Two happened and leveled a huge chunk of Europe. Sure. And and now we see like the uh, American American imperialists are just slowly. Eating through the middle class and like the poorest people in the U.S. have negative wealth and everything. I so I I definitely think the short term answer is yes, but I think the the long term answer is a little more questionable.
1: Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. So much of our standard of living, it, it, especially in the U.S., is built off of you know the resources and the. The manufacturing and the labor that we are extracting from countries that you know our multinational corporations have their tendrils in and that affects like how well everybody in the u.s is able to live compared to people who are you know working class in the global south a rising, basically a rising tide lifts all boats, even when the ocean that those boats are in is just, like, made out of blood. I think especially
2: when you come to countries like America or Russia, um, when you come to these large settler states that have, in, I, I probably shouldn't speak too much for Russia, so so take that back. But at least in, uh, in America, you see, we have this class system, like the imperial class core for a long time was really just the east coast like it's sort of questionable like the u.s has imperial cores inside of itself as well like there's a lot of land and a lot of people that have traditionally been dedicated to resource extraction within the country so that that's that's i think something else to consider with us specifically that's like you know, that might not be as big of a consideration in Germany or the Netherlands. Um, there's some analogs in the, uh, in the UK, especially with the Irish. Um, but yeah, I I think it's hard. I think at least for the U S it's really hard to make it cut and dry.
1: No, I, and I don't, I don't want to like simplify it, but I guess the point where I'm going with this is I would say that, Almost everybody seems to agree that, yes, if you're going to simplify it, people who are working class in the u s. benefit from America's imperialism in some way. But uh-huh. that do- but one, that doesn't mean that they're not oppressed in some ways themselves, as you said, with the whole the u s. has imperial cores inside of it. But also, I think that there's a measure as to or there's a tendency, to say either a the proletariat in america is also, you know, oppressed so we have to work together everybody's still in the same boat and we have to work together to achieve socialism or b there's some bad faith critiques that are well they're benefiting from imperialism so why are we even going to bother which i really disagree with mm-hmm.
2: Damn, I've managed to miss all of that uh discourse. So let's go me. Yeah, let's go you.
0: Welcome to Mao's a Mensch, the politics podcast completely held by Nathan and Abby.
3: <laughs> I mean, of the funny. of the five of us, I'm pretty sure Nathan and Abby are the most qualified. Oh, absolutely. The only ones who know what they're talking about.
0: I, I will completely admit I have am- absolutely no knowledge of politics
3: i know that i
2: hate it i hate all of it (laughs) well you see mike i went to college right and i spent a lot of time in college i did pretty well in my courses you know i studied a lot i studied hard i i wrote all these papers that you know a lot of people thought were really impressive and i got my degree in politics and you know what conclusion i came to to Mike? mike
0: the same exact one
2: yeah, I really fucking hate politics and everyone involved in it. So, honestly, I think you're significantly the smarter person. <laughs> because you are not in college debt for learning that you hate politics. Um, and everyone involved in it. So, I, I you know, good job. <laughs>
0: Full circle. Yeah.
4: Wow. Abby, my mom just sent me a message asking if you were okay. I'm worried about you.
1: <laughs> why? I,
4: I don't know. I wonder if it's to do with your fucking April Fool's post, which I don't really understand.
3: Wait, I'm not. I'm not on Facebook. What? What is? What did you post? I didn't really get. I mean, I kind of got what you
1: were trying to go for, but I didn't really get like why you would do this except for (laughs) masochism. oh that's
2: exactly no no that's it
1: (laughs) go ahead and explain your april fools post for everybody
2: sure all right so for for context i'm not really out on facebook yet if you know me from facebook and you're listening hi i'm trans but uh anyway so yesterday on uh, it was april fools and you know when we were fucking weird high schoolers on facebook the thing to do was be like oh i'm gay and all that jazz right and then be like april fools and i was like haha what if i did that but made it painfully obvious it was real but then still got people mad at me <laughs> as nathan said for masochism um so that's what I did. I just put, like, thinking about coming out as trans for an April Fool's joke. Is this still funny? And then, like, an hour later, just, quote, uh, shared that with the quote, decided to come out as trans day. And a bunch of people got it. Like, there was there's a lot of people who already knew or figured it out, like, really quickly. But there were some people who were very mad at me about it, thinking that I was uh, some cis dude making fun of trans people. Um, Uncle Phil, if you're ever listening to this podcast, I love you. I'm sorry messing with you on the internet's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was it. I was just like, I, I don't use Facebook that much anymore, and I was like, I wonder if I can get people mad at me, but also simultaneously come out. And uh, I think it went pretty well. People got mad at me, people congratulated me. I I caused the drama that I wanted. I will probably not post on Facebook for like the next six months.
4: How was anybody that didn't know already supposed to realize that that was a joke?
2: Because it was very sarcastic.
4: It was like two sentences.
2: I people fig- A lot of people figured it out. That's all I'm telling you.
4: Okay, you know, I, got, I got nothing. I I, I I mean, I'm biased here because I already knew.
2: Yeah, I'm, you know, people, it, it, like our generation all figured it out. And then there's some uh, older Facebook friends I have who did not. So I think it was kind of uh, me dumping on a lot of generational humor. I mean, I, I responded to comments too with, like, haha, yeah, it's definitely a joke. This isn't true. And like, joke and quotation marks and all that stuff. <laughs> And people were like, "Ah, yes, I see."
1: This is why I don't want to have to deal with um, people outside of our generation following me on social media, Mm -hmm. except for my dad, who somehow is always able to see through and/or understand my bullshit. Hi, Dad. (laughs) Hi, Mister Cronenberg.
3: Hello, Mister Cronenberg. Hi, Mister Cronenberg. We've (laughs) done that.
0: You can also say hi to my mom, who is also listening.
3: (laughs) Oh,
2: hi, Linda. Hi,
3: Linda. <laughs> Hi, Linda. We have Matt.
2: Um, Linda was uh, looking at Mr. Cronenberg's uh, Twitter recently.
1: What a crossover.
2: <laughs> what a crossover. But apparently uh, she's also really into noir. Um, so I don't know, Mr. Cronenberg and Linda, if you're both listening, maybe there's a beautiful person <laughs> there. I, I don't know. You, literally...
0: I'm just saying you're both really cool. If you want to be really cool together, hang out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> look,
2: I'm just saying Linda, you know, Linda had heart surgery. Um she's recovering. I'm sure she could use some love and someone talking to her about noir right now. Um <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. What's the
4: um what's the good noir to look into and in, uh read's last watch?
1: Well, I mean, I guess the really, really archetypical noir is like the Maltese Falcon. I think that's like the one that everybody points to as, hey, you know, go watch this. It's got Humphrey Bogart. But I wouldn't say it's my favorite. My favorite is probably Asphalt Jungle. Um, I also really, really like... God, what's it called? It's by Kubrick and it's a heist film and it's a really good noir film. Uh, just give me a second while I look it up if anybody wants to take over speaking. I have to look up Kubrick's filmography. Oh, and if you want a good noir comic to read, Black Sot.
4: Wasn't there some noir in um, Homestuck? <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are not talking about Homestuck on this Absolutely not. It's been a hard stop to that.
2: Well, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. Well, I, you know, the, I, I don't know about this Homestuck thing, but I, I seem to recall some really good uh, Noir and
1: uh, Problem Sleuth.
4: Oh, yes, I think that might be what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I think you mean Problem Sleuth, which is Noir goated. inspired. And, and <laughs> is, but is goaded. Is absolutely goaded.
4: In my defense, I haven't been on that website in 10 years. Good.
2: Did, did you not finish it?
1: No, it
4: what, when did it finish? I haven't been on it since it finished.
2: I think like five years ago. I think it was like 2014. Between 2014 and 2016. So somewhere between
1: like four and six years. The, the Killing. How could I forget? The Killing. That's the Kubrick film. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I know, I know it's more of like a neo-noir movie, but the first movie that pops into my mind is uh, Chinatown.
1: Uh, Chinatown absolutely counts.
2: I want a I wanna movie with a uh... Nick Cage's Spider Man, noir Spider Man.
3: Please, please give a Spider Man noir. Mm, the just a whole movie. Yeah. Like Nick Cage. Movie.
1: Yeah. I would love that. Another noir film that I really like is um, Reign of Terror. This is kind of a, a niche pick, um, but it's a film noir. All right. All right. Just bear with me while I describe this. It's a film noir um, retelling of the events of the French Revolution. Um, And, like, it's, like, shot in a noir style with noir tropes, but they're still wearing their, um, you know, like, 18th century French outfits. Like, it's a period piece, but it's also noir. It's in black and white. But I think my favorite part about it is it's all of the major figures from Robespierre to Danton. They're all, you know, there, and they're talking in hard-boiled 30s American accents. That's
4: incredible.
1: Why haven't you told us about this movie before? I just never came up, but I, I fucking love Reign of Terror. I want to watch that.
2: Yeah. I think we got to get rid of get together and watch that. Who's, who's had their
1: vaccines so far? Uh, I'm getting mine next Friday.
3: I got my first dose on Tuesday. Ooh. I got my first dose last week in Goldsboro. An hour and a half away. Wow, that's really
0: rough. I have the uh, Kony, uh, COVID-19 vaccination availability page on my hot bar. There are appointments available.
1: <laughs> oh god. There are appointments available.
2: Are we allowed to sign up yet?
0: That's what I'm doing. Or, oh god, I have to Okay, I'm not signing it to Walgreens <laughs> the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sinking into uh, modelo number 2. Ooh. I'm still on this first pint. <laughs> I
0: think it's
4: Modelo number one, and I actually feel it a little bit. Just a tiny bit.
2: Nathan's Modelo is only half a pint, so...
1: Yeah, let me get through this one, and then we'll be talking. Yeah.
2: I,
4: mine is also a 12-ounce can.
1: Um, oh, right. Other leftist drama alert. Da, 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 so this, this is, is the a- normal
4: leftist the- drama, yeah. drama now?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, AOC. Uh-oh. Oh, I heard about this. Basically said, look, guys, the kids in the migrant camps right now, it's 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 totally different, It's totally different than what was going on with Donald Trump. OK, what? and, you know, this is um, this is this is just the way it's got to be right now.
3: But it's Ma'am. different,
1: very different from what was happening. You know, these, you know, these kids in these, uh, you know, uh, detention facilities, very different from the kids in the Trump detention facilities, let me tell you.
0: Hey, are these, uh, this is where you keep the kids in cages? There are no kids in cages here. There are just, uh, migrant children in overflow
1: facilities.
0: And, like, uh, yep, that's the place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, a lot of people got very mad at AOC, but also earlier than that, uh, interview dropped uh, in, like, the DSA's official magazine of her, where basically she insinuated that People who come at Biden from the left, specifically with a class analysis, are critiquing Biden in bad faith. That's also going to uh, light some fires.
3: It seems like it would
1: upset people. Yeah, it it did upset people.
3: I feel feel kind of upset, actually, hearing that. That's kind of stupid. That doesn't even sound like a lot of the rhetoric she's used in the past, honestly.
1: Well, she didn't outright say it and i wasn't even really gonna bring it up and i tried to avoid it until what i what she said today and that uh i don't even know what it was it was maybe like a zoom call or something because it was it was kind of vague and i wish i had the the quote like up right now but that's it was kind of vague like it it could it, it could be that she's just talking about like you know, bad faith actors on the left. But I definitely think that she was insinuating that, you know, socialist critiques of Biden right now are made in bad faith. You know, this is just like a long running trend for her or for not just for her. It's for anybody who, you know, ends up like trying to quote unquote make it in Congress this, this kind of shit's going to happen as you get subsumed into the party machine.
3: That's That's depressing. depressing. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. But we don't really have like a system with like backbenchers in Britain. You know, Jeremy Corbyn was able to um, do what he was doing for so long and he basically contributed jack shit. You know, he was a backbencher. He wasn't a part of any shadow cabinet. He wasn't a part of any actual cabinet he just kind of sat there and was elected again and again and again. And that's kind of a, I guess, a more accepted thing for a representative in Britain to do, just sit on the back bench and, you know, be a leftist. I feel like because of the culture of the U.S. Congress, representatives always have to be doing something, you know, like you always got to like, what are, what have you been doing? Like, what kind of bills have you been passing? Even if you're like a junior representative. So I think even if you come in with the best of intentions because of that like culture of needing to do shit, it's it's going to take you over and it's sad, but it's going to happen.
2: I mean, it's it's what happens. I I don't know, she's doing what she thinks she has to do to get stuff done. I don't I'm not in her shoes. I don't I I think this is she's probably right. This is probably what is necessary to get stuff done within the institutions as they exist. And that's why I would be much more friendly to the argument that the institutions as they exist should not exist and are irreformable in themselves. But like, I don't know, kill your idols. I don't, just don't, people you like are probably doing things that you don't like. Don't worry about it.
1: Exactly.
3: I mean, I don't know about don't worry about it.
2: I don't necessarily know about don't worry about it, but don't, like, don't have that idol culture.
3: Don't don't have that, like,
2: celebrity culture, like, AOC is gonna save us, or whatever. Like, AOC is gonna do her things with... She's made it clear she's an institutionalist. She's gonna do her things within the confines of the institution. I would rather have her up there than someone else, I guess. But also, I think it's all going... Downhill very rapidly as the institution strangles itself under its own right weight. But
1: And that's good. I like the fact that the
2: institution <laughs> is going to do that. That sounds so accelerationist. I don't know if I can get behind that either, but
0: Hold on. Can can we can we qualify being strangled under the uh, being strangled under your own weight as a fetish? <laughs> yeah, that's the
1: that's this episode's fetish thing. Oh my god. <laughs> We got
4: forty-five minutes into this podcast without talking about fetishes.
1: Has it already been forty-five minutes? Uh, not, not quite, but close. Holy shit! This one went by fast.
2: What? Uh, what's that play, The Crucible?
3: Yes, yes, probably. What's What's his name? That in High school.
2: Yeah, I know we were in the same class. Yes,
3: oh. Arthur Miller. That's the guy who wrote Wait, it. Did we actually have to read that?
2: What? I'm bullshitting.
1: The witch hunter general of the Massachusetts Bay Colony? No, the guy with the rocks.
3: Yeah, more weight, guy. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, I don't remember. Oh,
3: yeah, more weight. I remember
1: that. With apologies to Arthur Miller. <laughs> yeah, Giles. Giles Corey.
2: Yes. He was hot. <laughs> Look, how, how many of you are sitting under the weight of stones dying, and you're like, put on more, rather than give in to your morals? Or give, give up your morals?
1: I would love to be that.
4: I gave up my morals this week.
1: Damn, what did you do?
4: I worked, like, more every time than I wish that I had to have.
2: I'm sorry, Cass. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. But, you know, I made money, and that is what is important. Right? So sad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Great episode this week, guys.
1: <laughs> I, I just, well, I just want to say I just want to say that I didn't realize it's been 45 minutes, and I'm really sorry for hijacking this and turning this into the political hour. Nah, it's we fine.
3: literally asked for it.
2: Yeah. I you know, I think we should talk about something more important than politics. I think we should talk about the uh, new season of Dissect uh, on Spotify podcast. No, no, yeah. no,
1: Oh, boy, I can't <laughs> wait. We're not talking about Dissect. I'm not going to have anybody talking about a more well-produced podcast than us on our podcast and have people not listen to our podcast because we mentioned it.
4: What a rehearsed line that was.
2: Uh, but all right, but but you know you can't stop me and fuck you because <laughs> you know it's uh, they're doing Jesus, DeSext doing Jesus, and Jesus is my favorite Kanye album. Jesus is the best Kanye album, and if anyone wants to argue that, you can That's go ahead and suck it.
4: Old. Oh, wow, <laughs> statement
1: there. When Dissect does a King Gizzard album, then come back <laughs> and talk to me. Until then, not listening.
2: Well, I think I think the thing about Dissect is they're trying to, uh, he's trying to hit up rap albums because rap is considered a lower art form and all that jazz. So I, I think King, King Gizzard kind of gets its artistic props already.
1: Dude, but do you really? Okay. I know That's that so probably reasonable. what I'm about to ask is really naive. Uh-huh. Does that many people still consider rap to be a lower art form? I mean, I just thought that was like a given nowadays. I I think it's been changing
2: over the last decade, but I I yes, a lot of people still do. <laughs>
1: Hi, Dad, if you're listening, um, you should. <laughs> <to dissect. laughs> All right. So the. Ep- this episode's subtitle is going to either be with shoutouts to our parents or with apologies to our parents. <laughs> I think with apologies.
4: <laughs> I have not told my parents that this podcast exists.
2: I I vaguely mentioned it, but not with any way that they could find it. Um, you know, let's just go around. I think, uh, I think, Cass, I think you got to say hi to your parents.
3: Hi, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs>
2: And uh, Elliot?
3: Uh, hi, Mom. You're never going to hear this. Because I will not let <laughs> you listen to this podcast. Uh, and hi, um, Emily, my sister. Uh, because my dad is dead. Um, <laughs> Why would you laugh at that? Just
2: the way they said it.
3: <laughs> it was a joke. It was intended to be funny. <laughs> for the record. The the deadpan. Um, yeah, dead but... Pan oh jesus (laughs)
0: christ
3: (laughs) somebody else talk now
2: (laughs) um what were we on oh yeah we were talking about how much we love our parents um and are giving them shout outs in this podcast
1: shout out to my mom yeah shout out to mrs Cronenberg. she's a sweetheart
3: i also have not met have i met your mom
1: I'm sure I have. Maybe. You've been over, well, maybe for like D&D. Briefly. Yeah, like, well,
4: if it was for D&D, then it would have been longer than my memory um, stretches for. So I certainly wouldn't have met her then. Or I wouldn't consider myself as... Sorry, this is getting to me. (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
1: With that, I think it's a great time to talk about the beer, T.M.
4: Oh, wow man. this
1: is not very good Just <laughs> a really tame beer i can't believe you don't like it i mean i wouldn't like it but like if you guys don't like this you're gonna hate next week because next week is the beer that like i picked it because it's my tactical party beer so if you guys are already like turning your noses up at modello uh, the champagne of beers is not going to do you very nice.
0: <laughs> well, I think I just really dislike the taste of beer in general. And this is I mean, this is like drinkable. It's it just tastes like kind of water.
3: That's not how I would describe my distaste for this beer.
1: Well, you know, you'll each have your turn. I'll I'll start. Um, And I think that the best way I can sum this up is uh, remember how at the beginning of the podcast, I said that Modelo and Corona. Are made by the same company. Mm -hmm. I'm not really getting the difference between Modelo and Corona. As somebody who drinks Corona like semi-frequently, I just I just don't taste it. Like, is this just the same beer packaged under a different label? It wouldn't surprise me, but probably. I it's it's just it's okay. Like, I would enjoy this if I was like by a pool or on a beach. Um, it's just that kind of beer. I don't know why the taste like reminds me of that but it's 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 literally just okay uh i find this more chuggable than fat tire to be sure
0: so is this just like an auto c tier like the most perfectly average beer you can think of
1: well we'll get to the tiers after everybody goes through and gives like their full review yeah okay so i guess uh elliot you're next
3: yeah it tastes like piss
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what's
2: the
3: tier for that we're we're saving the tears for the end. Oh,
2: you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Like with the fat tire, I was able to drink the whole thing just because I kept compulsively picking it up and drinking it, and I keep compulsively picking up the Modelo and drinking it as well. But um, it's been like close to an hour, and I am not even halfway through. So this is going down the sink. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Glad we're not sponsored by Modelo.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cass.
4: Um. My opinion is that if I didn't have that nostalgic uh, feeling towards this beer, it would be just like literally any other beer of the you know generic beers. I have no opinion about it. It tastes like okay beer. It's bad beer. It's not good beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could drink it. I could chug it. Um. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's it's not. This is just like trash. This is trash to your beer,
2: <laughs> Abby. It's okay. I tend not to like light beers because I think they do taste kind of watery, and this definitely tastes kind of watery. But I, I, there's worse beers out there. Like it's it's drinkable. It's fine. Again, I would. I don't think I would. Not only would I not go out to buy this, I don't think I would pick it up and try to drink it at a party unless it was the only thing there. But, you know, if we're filling that kiddie pool full of Modelo, I'm still in. Wait, you said you were out last time. No, I said I'm not paying for it.
0: Oh, sorry. My <laughs> mistake. Big
2: difference. Big
0: difference. <laughs> um, Mike? I mean, I feel like what What more can I add to this discussion? I feel the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, Okay. This is the most beer beer I've ever beered.
1: Let's, uh, let's just move on to
0: the tiers. Does, does this mean that we're putting it in, like, C tier for
1: average, or D tier for, like, dad beer? I'm putting it in, hmm, I'm putting it in C i would put it in low c because it just does not have any qualities that stand out to me and i think it's really funny that i'm pretty sure it's just corona packed under a different label but it gets the bump from c minus to just c because that gold leaf on (laughs) the bottle is very classy so it's going to be a solid c for me
2: all right i don't even have that gold leaf so I'm i'm gonna give it a d
1: yeah, yeah, that's totally justified. I
2: it's it is drinkable. <laughs> it is D for drinkable.
3: Don't gank my fucking gimmick. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, uh, Mike. Uh, same D for drinkable. I will also gank <laughs> Elliot's like gimmick.
3: I hate you, people.
0: Cast <laughs> D for dad beer. So I'll, I'll just also gank Cast's gimmick. I
4: I would say, I agree, you know, it's probably D, but I'm going to bump it up for that nostalgia value to C, and I really, I have to save room for the beers that I know I'm going to hate.
1: Yeah, I mean, Budweiser is coming down the pipe. Oh. It's on the schedule, <laughs> and that's got to go down there, so. Um, all right, Elliot, take us home with the Elliot tier list.
3: T for terrible.
1: <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think I think
2: that's probably like a a high D on average yeah. here. Yeah, I
1: think it's I think it's a high D. All I right. think it's like maybe C minus, like bottom bottom of C at best, but it's probably a high yeah. D. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I guess in that case, join us next week as we review Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs>
2: That's gonna get a bad rating.
1: Well, hold on,
0: hold on. Uh, one more thing. I think was very important that you missed last time. You guys didn't have a sign off. You gotta have. You gotta have some like s- stupid sign off that you say at the end of every single episode.
1: No, 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 no. We start in media res and we end in media res.
0: Well, I well, I listened to the last episode and I, I have a, a, what I think is a very good sign off. Uh, I'm not buying a fucking line for this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what Elliot said at the end. <laughs> well, you know, I hope everyone has a lovely evening, and I hope everyone listens to uh, the Dissect podcast by Cole Kushner, and uh, specifically the season with Jesus.
4: I'm literally never going to listen to this now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Abby gets like a nickel every time she
1: mentions Everybody go listen to the Dissect podcast. But please listen to ours podcast. Please follow us on Spotify and follow all of our accounts on Twitter. We're starving for follows. Um, And, you know, this was Mal was a mensch. Um, You know, we don't buy a fucking lime for this. And we hope you <laughs> learned something, even if it wasn't what you wanted to learn.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think whatever I learned is what I wanted to learn.